Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here in the studio today with jazz and blues singer Whitney Shea. San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company with jazz and blues singer Whitney Shea, and she's also the winner of 2018 and 2017 San Diego Music Awards Best Blues Artists. What's up? Welcome, Whitney. Hi. And I'm your host, saxophonist Ian Tordella. And I'm your other host, pianist Ed Kornhauser. And Whitney just put out a new album. It's called A Woman Rules the World. We're going to check out some of the tracks. Uh, But right before we get into that, I have some pressing questions for my co-host, Sir Edward Kornhauser. Press and quest away. All right, this segment is called This Versus That. These are two jazz artists or other musicians, public figures of note, and Sir Ed Kornhauser will have to pick one and only one. Again, because musicians and public figures of note can't be the same thing. (laughs) First up, iconic local jazz pianist Rick James versus... Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Rick James. Which one? The uh, uh, Rick, blue, uh what, what what genre is Rick James? Disco? I think soul? he's I think he's Rick James. I think he's just that's his genre is Rick James. All right. That's our little joke here because we have a local pianist Rick James who's uh, who's a wonderful uh, recording studio with a terrific really terrific piano in it. I like it quite a lot. I'm going to go with Rick James. Continuing in the same vein, (laughs) iconic drumist, percussionist, drum set player from the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Paul Desmond actually wrote Take Five as a drum solo for him. Joe Murillo versus legendary San Diego saxophonist Mm. and uh, mentor to so many tenor saxophonist, Joe Murillo. I'm going Joe Murillo, yeah. Uh, no, seriously, saxophone player. He was wonderful. A great local horn player. Um, I sort of, uh, on the last episode, we talked a little bit about Daniel Jackson and, and another great local saxophone player who we lost. And it was really cool to play with those guys because they sort of cemented their sound so long ago. It still progressed, but it, it, they kind of came up in a different era. So playing with them was like playing with the past and it, in a really cool way. It was like listening to the past. And Joe was terrific and, and just an amazing like guy. He was hilarious. He was great to hang out with. He was really he really played a lot with younger musicians and mentored a lot of people. And I got to play with him quite a bit. And it was always fun. I played his 80th birthday concert, and it was uh, something I'll always remember. He was great. Um, and I, I miss him and him quite a lot. Go, go with Joe. All right. Well, you, go, me- Joe. you mentioned Daniel Jackson, and that's a perfect segue to my last question. I'll throw this one to Whitney. 
Michael Jackson versus Mahalia Jackson. Oh, Mahalia Jackson, for sure. I mean, God, anything she did, but Come Sunday was is probably my favorite song that she recorded. At San Diego Sessions, we're all about the softball questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, as we mentioned, we're joined by Whitney Shea, and we're going to get into a tune from her brand new album. This is called Ain't No Weak Woman. Make me a weak woman I may have had a weak moment But doesn't make me a weak woman Cause I have never been afraid of you After all the things you put me through No, I ain't afraid of anything No, I ain't no weak woman Don't be so scared, cause we're self-aware It's time for some re-education Ain't no shame in playing fair The taste is so much sweeter when it's shared You've gotta make time to change for the better Or time will make a fool out of you I may have had a weak moment But doesn't make me a weak woman San Diego Sessions. We're here with Whitney Shea, and we just had an exclusive sneak peek. No one else has ever heard this before. Our podcast is the first time that was uh, from A Woman Rules the World, her new album. And that tune was Ain't No Weak Woman. 
And this is going to drop on August 1st, correct? Yes. On the Little Village Foundation record label. Is this your first album as a leader? Um, So it's my second album, technically. But I would say yes, um, because my, my first record I did with Archie Thompson, and it was great. And it was kind of at the beginning of my career, and um, I was kind of figuring out what my sound was at that time and Archie really wanted to get him into producing so although I picked some of the songs for that the originals were his and the production was kind of driven by him I would say you know it was a collaboration but I would say this record is much more like I feel like a work of mine gotcha. you know Especially because yeah. I know myself more now. So, Mark, you've had a, you've had a bunch of years' experience. Yes, a lot of gigs. Doing you've a, been do, on a lot of. Them. I've been on. Yeah, full disclosure. Yeah, this is more meta. <laughs> this is more more meta. Actually, our, our our drummer Charlie Weller, who we heard on the last podcast with Tonga, and also here in our theme song, plays with us Yay. quite a bit. So, um, so who all performs on this? So on the track or the album or both? Or on the album. Okay. Right. Um, so the album was produced by um, this guy named Kid Anderson, and he's also the guitarist on the album. He plays a lot of different instruments. So he has a recording studio up in San Jose, California, and it's called Greaseland Studios. And he um, is originally from Norway. Oh, that's funny. I just got that. Greaseland. Greaseland, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Sorry. Is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. He's <laughs> from Norway. Later, yeah. He's from Norway. He's from Norway originally. <laughs> um, and he came here and uh, originally worked with this um, saxophone player named Terry Hank and then worked with Charlie Musselwhite and his band and then now works with this guy named Rick Estrin who's been around for a long time who's another great blues harmonica player but he's got this studio up in San Jose which is kind of renowned for blues and he just does a really good job of you know kind of staying true to the genre but having new ideas and I just I really enjoyed working with him I think he's a, a terrific producer and I'd only heard amazing things and I went up to record up there for the first time last May when my friend from Brazil was in town and I recorded a couple tracks on his album and I just had such a good experience I decided I wanted to make my record there so he's on it um the saxophone player is a guy named Sax Gordon who I met also in Brazil um he lives in Boston and he's played with all kinds of different people tours all over the world so he flew in from Boston and then the Alex Peterson is the drummer. He's also from Norway. And who else played on the record? Kadar Roy, who's a bassist out of uh, San Jose, who's fabulous. And who I mean, oh, Jim Pugh. Jim Pugh, who runs the, the Little, Little Village, Village Foundation. Yeah, the Little yeah. Village Foundation, which is the record label that I'm on. So Jim plays organ and piano on the album. And he is amazing. He um, worked... Um, with a lot of people, including my favorite singer of all time, Etta James and BB King and Eric Clapton and had and Robert Cray was in his band for a long time. So he's had a really storied career and it was just cool to get to work with um, people who've been around the block and really know the genre and to have them be so excited about the album and how it came out and working with me like made made me feel really good and made me feel like, you know, like what I had to say was valid, I guess. That's cool. That sounds like a like a good energy to collaborate with. Yeah. Jim kind of helped put the band band together so, a little bit, like um, like reached out and. So Kid was kind of responsible for that. I told him that I oh, wanted okay. to have. Um, he kind of picked um, Alex and Kadar, the bassist and drummer, um, but Jim I had worked with 
when I was there in May. And so I said, oh, I'd love because he lives in um, Santa Inez, which is near um, Santa Barbara. Yeah, kind of. I've been up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he I, I asked Jim to come up for that. And then I brought in Gordon. Kid didn't know Gordon. Oh, cool. So, yeah. But it, it and then um, Lisa, kid's wife, is singing backup vocals on the was, track as I was, well. I was curious because it was like that doesn't have that sort of monophonic thing. Yeah. Not monophonic. But when it's you doubling, you know. Yeah, she's amazing. She was. Yeah. She's an incredible singer. She very versatile. She was on one of those first seasons of American Idol. She's like, oh wow. Yeah, she's a really. She sings in a Michael Jackson, like ten piece Michael Jackson cover tribute band. Wow. Because <laughs> she's the only one that could sing as high as Michael Jackson. Oh my God! Yeah, she sings really high. <laughs> I do not sing that high. <laughs> <laughs> well, the record sounds great. It's going to be Thank awesome you. when this gets out. And I mean, all the, the tones and just the production is, like you said, it's true to the genre, but it has like sort of a modern twist. Yeah. And yeah, the org. I didn't know uh, Jim Pugh, but the organ sounds amazing. Oh, he's here. killer. Yeah. Jim is amazing. He's and he's so funny. You would you would love him because he's so dry. He's like one of the driest people. The cool thing about Greaseland, um, and I did a couple videos while I was recording the album, but it's all in Kid's house. Like the the band is pretty much set up in the living room. There's a drum set in the living room. There's, you know, a B3. The B3 was in the kitchen. There's, he has, you know, Rhodes, Worlds, or he has like all the things. Ian, you um, need a bigger house. Yeah, you do. And the my vocal recording booth was in the laundry room, which is funny. And then the, um, the control room is kind of in the garage, which is like split in half and converted. So, and the, oh, the grand piano is in the kitchen. So there's literally, wow. it's the whole setup is the house. And it's it's kind of a funny setup, but that house has it totally has like the special vibe. You could hear the grease in the record, right? Yeah, you'd never <laughs> that, you'd never guess that, but you'd never guess that from hearing it. No. But, uh, so I mean, so many studio studios now. Like we were talking about Nolan Shaheen's studio on the last show, which is in like Shahid Shahid Nolan Shahid. I always say Shaheen in a two car garage basically, right? Yeah, but I mean yeah. a well-treated two-car garage, yeah. but yes. Yeah, I mean, when you say it's in the house, it's not like he just set, randomly set up set up some equipment. Um, That's the funny thing. Maybe. When you go to like places like when I was in Nashville and I went to RCA Studio B and you see like modern recording studios and how much money they put into like acoustic tile and everything, and then you see old recording studios and they, you know, I mean, it's pretty much just a big room with high ceilings. I mean, there's not a lot of you know modern i don't know like it's it, it looks yeah. so different you know mm. yeah rca studio b is just i've seen it on a bunch of videos it's just a big rectangular yeah, room exactly with a black and white tile floor right mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> linoleum yeah so this album is a mix of originals and then also some some cool arrangements and covers. But in terms of the originals, who did you collaborate with anyone in writing? This I time? did, yeah. I collaborated with my good friend um, Adam Eros. Oh, he's great. And, yeah. yeah, he's awesome. Great composer. So Adam is amazing because he's had a very interesting career. Um, he did his um, undergrad. He got a full ride piano scholarship at USD. 
and so was a classical pianist and then worked at the Shout House for like 10 years as their entertainment director and played piano and sang there like at the dueling piano bar. And then, as you could imagine, kind of got a little burned out doing that for a long time. Are you going to yell that by drunks? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, he still does it, but now he really works on um, composing. He went and got his master's from Berkeley in their composition program. Um for film and television so he's been working on that more and and we collaborated on this and and it was just such a great experience writing with him we worked really well together and we planned to do that a lot again and he bought this house out in fallbrook that's just very conducive to a creative environment i think that was one of the reasons they bought out there is because it's just so beautiful and oh that's wonderful so yeah and you guys collaborated and wrote some wrote some songs yeah together. we wrote all four of their originals together oh, so like um the one that you just heard i'd had that like hook and the melody kind of in my head for a while and then we came together and then he helped me put chords to it and then we kind of flushed out some of the lyrics together on it so and it's funny the record originally wasn't um, necessarily supposed to be like a female empowerment kind of record but once we started writing some of the originals that's just kind of the direction that they took and once I started picking some of the covers that's kind of where it all went so I, I just went with it and I figure it's a good time for it right it, it's especially yeah. Yeah. yeah no especially women need more seats to table in all departments yeah. and uh, from uh, government down to the arts it's funny because it's even I was just talking to somebody the other day. I mean, so Kid was actually the one who suggested that the title of the album is this song, um, A Woman Rules the World, which is this song by Bill Cody. It was sung by a man originally, but written, written by this woman who's a, a kind of a well-known blues and soul singer, Denise LaSalle. And the crazy thing is we found out the next day after we recorded that track that she died the day that we recorded oh it, God. which is like creepy, right? Um but he was the one who said, you should do this song and you should title the album that. Yeah. And honestly, I was afraid of alienating like male listeners. If mm. I if I said, a woman rules the world. You know, I, I know that sounds terrible, but but that says something about like the time and the culture, right? That like male egos are we, the most fragile thing in the I universe. <laughs> but but it really but it really says something that we can't just be ourselves and be a hundred percent you have to like feel like you have to dim your light or kind of you know fit into certain situations and and we shouldn't have to because i feel like a lot of men don't it's this is totally off topic but i i heard a story about a woman one day who um walked down the street and you know when someone's coming at you and you kind of get out of the way she just decided to keep walking forward and she said like 20 men ran into her <laughs> because they didn't get out of the way <laughs> They were probably listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast <laughs> on their earbuds. That's exactly. Yeah. They, they were so transfixed by your voice. Ian. Right. We have wonderful voices for radio. That's exactly what happened. So you mentioned the foundation, uh, the Little Village Foundation. Yeah. And how did you get hooked up with them? They're a label, but they're a nonprofit. Yeah. Kind of a bunch of things. Yeah. It's So it's Jim. Jim was the one who started it. Um, and... So uh, I met Jim originally last May and then I got to I really got to know him when we recorded in January. And then after we recorded, um, we spent a week together in Memphis um, during the International Blues Challenge and I got to know him. And then we kind of started talking about me being on the label. And that same weekend before I went to Memphis, I got to go to the house concert. They do like these fundraising concerts for Little Village Foundation. And I got to see some of the diversity 
of the people on the album and Jim's mission and motto is to diverse is that diverse music creates empathy. And so he does things like he found this this band that's um it's you know uh what I think it's 12 12 piece don't quote me on that. Um mariachi band and it's like all kids, you know, under 18 mm. you know six boys six girls and they went and recorded they're from delano california they're all like sons and daughters of farm workers they went and recorded at Capitol records in wow. frank's room and that album they since now have gone and performed at carnegie hall they've gone and performed at the strictly um hardly strictly bluegrass festival at the waterfront blues festival and he's kind of curated some stuff he he put the mariachi band behind this um, blues and soul singer Curtis Salgado, and they did a blues song together, like with the with wow. the mariachi band backing him up. So it's it's really he does some really interesting things. He also did um, an album by a guy that I'm playing with this weekend, who's in San Jose, Aki Kumar. He's originally from India, and he did a um, album of it's music like Bollywood music, but set like a Chicago blues record. Wow. So it's in Hindi, you know, so they do all kinds of stuff. Jim always says, I'm not typically like the fit of, you know, the little village artist, but his thing is, is like, he really liked the record and he liked me. So he wanted to have me involved, but he, I mean, he has so many crazy different things on the, on the label. It's, it's really amazing and it's amazing to be a part of and to witness it makes the world seem a little smaller when he's like pulling all these people in yeah. from everywhere who do these it's, different things. He, he, he I just, looked at I looked him up on their website. They sound really cool. It's cool. He's got the, the one of the new artists is like this gospel quartet. You know, I mean, he does. He's really all over the map with stuff that they do, and it's it's really cool. And the whole thing is, um, for like a lot of these artists, um, he, they they have a group right now. Um, that's a bunch of autistic children you know, they got to like record an album and stuff like that. And so what the label does is they'll cover all the production costs for them and then they'll just give them, you know, the records to sell and they get to keep them. So oh, that's, that's terrific. It's really amazing. That's a wonder. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So if you want to donate little village foundation, little village mm-hmm. foundation, they're doing good stuff. Yeah. They're bringing good people's music to the people. Uh huh. So your record comes out on August 1st. And again, it is on little village foundation records. Mm-hmm. Um, and when's your big San Diego CD release? San Diego be? CD release is on my birthday, September sixteenth at the Belly Up. Awesome! That's a great venue, man. Yeah, that's my cool. first time headlining. That'll be fun. Nice. Uh, when we were t- when we were first talking, you mentioned uh, you hooked up with a lot of these musicians in Brazil, and you've mm-hmm. done a lot of touring the last couple of years. Yeah, and, I mean, you've been doing just gig gig after gig after yeah. gig. So <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but- you got an upcoming tour yeah. in Argentina. I yeah, though. I do. Um, when's when's this all happening? So I'm going July 3rd to July 18th, and I'm going to Argentina. I'm playing in Buenos Aires, in um, Ushuaia, which is the southernmost city in the world, in Patagonia, which I'm really excited about. You can actually take a charter to Antarctica from there, which is like, mm. and I'm going in the middle of winter, so it's gonna be so cold. <laughs> um, and then I'm playing in another place called Entre Rios, and I'm going to play with my friend Daniel Davida who I met actually originally my first trip to Brazil at one of the festivals in Brazil. Um, and I'm playing with his band and and he's fantastic. And actually we're going to do a, a performance. We kind of did one the last time I was in Argentina, do a workshop. They have a school for blues in Buenos Aires. And it's a lot of young 
people who go and study, you know, the music and the history. And it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, to see how many young people are into that and how many people in other countries that are just in American music. Yeah. So is a, is a group going to be a mix of American musicians and South American All musicians? South American or? musicians. Just me. I'm the only American. <laughs> Got a bone up on my Spanish. <laughs> I was in Argentina last year and I... Did you notice how different the Spanish oh, is? Oh, it's very different. So different. So many, yeah. The L... Isha. Yeah. The double L's is like a sh. Uh -huh. It's weird. So I don't speak Spanish. I just assaulted people with bad Spanish. <laughs> But even the words I got right sometimes fell on deaf ears because I wasn't saying it in Oh, I would say things sometimes and they would look at me like, hey. and my friend Daniel would just repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> so that tour is happening in July and you can always find out more on Whitney's website, WhitneyShea.com. Uh, we're going to get right into another tune, which will take us up into the jazz calendar and also our station identification. This next one is called... This one is a duet actually with my friend Igor Prado from Brazil. It's called Love's Creeping Up On You.
I'm Rob Thorson, and you're listening to San Diego Sessions. Listen online wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm San Diego bassist Justin Grinnell, and here is your jazz forecast for July 9th through the 22nd. As always, here are the regular happenings. On Mondays, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 p.m. to midnight. No cover, and it's 21 and up. On Tuesdays, the Havana Jam, an Afro-Cuban and Latin jazz jam session, kicks off downtown from 8 p.m. to midnight at Prohibition. On Wednesdays, Gilbert Castellanos hosts his long-standing Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around San Diego. On Thursdays, there's a jam session at the Ken Club, hosted by saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss. Music from 9 p.m. to midnight. $5 cover, but musicians get in for free. You must be 21 or older. On Fridays, flutist Holly Hoffman presents Jazz Happy Hour at the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. There's no cover, and your parking is validated. On Friday, July 13th, vocalist Sasha Butra sings with pianist Mikan Zlatkovich and bassist Ivana Wyshynski. On July 20th, pianist Richard Thompson plays with his trio featuring bassist Mackenzie Layton and drummer Charles Weller. Also on Fridays, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate in the Plaza Bar of the Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. Now here are the jazz highlights for the coming weeks. Tuesday, July 10th, Jazz 88.3 presents Jazz Live with clarinetist Ken Poplowski at the Seville Theater on the City College campus featuring the Mike Wofford Trio with bassist Justin Grinnell and drummer Jim Plank. Music begins at 8 p.m. Members can reserve tickets for free or call 619-388-3301 and order your tickets. If you can't make it, listen from home on Jazz 88.3 FM. Thursday, July 12th. Trumpeter Curtis Taylor brings his group to the Sunset Poolside Jazz Series at the Westgate Hotel downtown. Music from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. No cover and a $25 food drink minimum is required. Later that evening, trumpeter Arturo Sandoval plays for Bayside Summer Nights at the Embarcadero Marina Park South featuring an all-star ensemble. Music kicks off at 7.30. Tickets available at sandiegosymphony.org. Friday, July 13th, drummer Charlie Weller presents his quartet with saxophonist Ian Tordella, pianist Danny Green, and bassist Justin Grinnell. Have you heard of that guy? At the U.S. Grant Grill from 8 p.m. to midnight. No cover. Saturday, July 14th, flutist Lori Bell brings her group Trio de Janeiro to Dizzy's, featuring guitarist Ron Satterfield and percussionist Tommy Eros. The show starts at 8 p.m., and there's a $20 cover, or $10 for students. On Sunday, July 15th, the Rob Thorson Trio performs at LP's Jazz Vibe, San Diego's newest jazz venue, featuring pianist Hugo Suarez. Music kicks off at 7 p.m. Cover is $20, or pay what you will. The venue's address is 861 Harold Place, Suite 106 in Chula Vista. Wednesday, July 18th, the Ed Kornhauser Organ Trio plays late night at 7 grand from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. Friday, July 20th, 
Vocalist Sasha Boutros and her quartet plays at Dizzy's at 8 p.m. Cover is $20, cash or Venmo. Saturday, July 21st, guitarist Michael Borowski brings bassist Justin Grinnell, me, and drummer Michael Hayes to Panama 66 from 6 to 7.50 p.m. Free and all ages welcome. Tenor saxophonist Ian Buss presents an evening of his favorite songs at Dizzy's at 8 p.m. with his quintet featuring Danny Green on piano, Matt DiBiase on vibraphone, Mackenzie Layton on bass, and Julian Cantum on drums. Cover is $20 or $15 for students. On Sunday, July 22nd, guitarist and vocalist Steph Johnson and bassist Rob Thorson play at the Turf Supper Club from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. And we're back with our guest, Whitney Shea. Uh, before the station, uh, the jazz calendar station ID, we heard Love's Creeping Up on You. And then during the jazz calendar, we heard Empty Hand. And those are from your new record, as yet to be released, uh, A Woman Rules the World. Yeah. That was really cool. That was a, those were both great tunes. The, the quality of those recordings is fantastic. Thank you. you, you I'm really proud of it. Your, your vocals sound great, and the, the mix and the vibe is terrific. Do you know the mic that I recorded on came from Sun Records, I found out? Oh, wow. Yeah, he bought it from, what's the guy's name who engineered? Come on, Ian. You should know this. It's Sun. Sam, wasn't his name? Sam, Sam Phillips. Sam Phillips. Yeah. So the guy who was like responsible for Sun Records, basically. that It's, it's a Neumann... It's the, what's the really fancy one? Is it the 47? Yeah. It's all the of them. one. Well, all of them. It's like the one down. It's, so it's like the 57. The or U47, something. probably. That's so, like Frank Sinatra would sing on. Yeah, it's season. not the 47. It's like the 57 or 67. 67. Maybe it's a 67. It's, I don't know. It's still a ridiculously amazing mic. I want to use that all the time. Nice. And for our listeners out there, if you want to see some pictures from the interview or some extras from the show, sometimes Yay. we post video, follow us on Instagrams at San Diego Sessions Podcast. Is that like the Facebooks? Yeah. We're also on the Facebooks. And if you'd like to send us any questions or comments, you can drop us an email, sdsessionspodcast at gmail.com. And if you like us more than that, you can subscribe to us on the iTunes. Uh, subscribe. <laughs> please subscribe. Uh, leave, a, leave a nice review, maybe some stars. But if you don't like us, you know, just, just stay away. That's fine. You can you can you can send us hate, hate mail personally. That'd be great. You know, um, a flaming review uh, tied to a brick through my window always gets the message across too. So definitely, your windows that. up high, they'd have to throw high. Well, that's true. We'll keep it out of the public sphere. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for our much anticipated segment, the San Diego Seven with Edward Kornhauser. Woo. These are yes. This is the San Diego Seven. These are seven questions that we'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. This is like the James Lipton thing. <laughs> sort of, yeah. It's a little inside the actor's studio. Uh, it's goofy. I change them every week. One, number one, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Shrimp and grits. You, seriously? Yeah, I went to Breakfast Republic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, wow. And <laughs> yeah, you live and breathe like. Like blues, that's perfect. <laughs> you literally eat blues, that's perfect. Shrimp and crab. Wow, that's man. I had honey oat. That's normally I I do an acai bowl, but I met my friend for breakfast this morning. That's awesome. Uh, number two, what was the first song you remember singing in front of people, and how old were you? Oh God, um, 
it I've been singing for a long time. So I probably something from Annie was hmm. that was my first play that I did when I was three. So probably something that That's a long that was a minute ago. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> yeah. Number three, and this sort of ties into your upcoming Argentinian tour. Sure. Can you drink Frenet con Coca? Oh, no. Yeah, it's gross, I right? I hate it. It's so gross. They I all drink it. it down there. I know. I'm like, no, it's terrible. Have you ever had it, Ian? Is it made with uh, coca leaves? No, no, no. no. It's, it's just, just co- Coke. And Frenet Blanca. Frenet. Do you know what Frenet oh. is? It's a real herbaly liqueur. Is it a liqueur? Yeah, I think it is. It's it's just, ugh. It's, it's gross. It's real herbaly. I love Argentina, but I hate Fernet. And it's such a thing that like everyone does it just nice. Like, I'll have a little sip you know in what? the afternoon. But when I go to Brazil, I do like, I like caipirinhas a lot. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, they're kind of like a margarita. It tastes like a margarita that has too much sweet and sour. Ah. But mm. they're good. Number four. Would you rather have one life that lasts 1,000 years or... 10 lives that last 100 years each. 10 lives that will last 100 years each. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. Yeah, because if you live a thousand years, you're going to outlive everyone That's that you love and know. And it'd be more fun to be able to like learn from your mistakes. And That's true. That's true. Plus, I was thinking a thousand years each. That means, well, that means you're going to be a little kid for a, a century. Ooh, and you're going to be a could... teenager for a century. And then you're going to be in your 20s for a century. Yeah, you didn't specify that. Oh I God, mean, well, I, wouldn't I, don't, be, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't want to be a teenager for that long. For a hundred years, long. be an antsy little little jerk Jeez. for a hundred years. I don't know. Or a grumpy old man yeah. for a hundred years. Yeah, that would be. Imagine spending a hundred years in your nineties. No, no. Number five. This, these are this versus that. Kind of like in the beginning with Ian and I. This versus that. Iconic jazz and blues singer and actress Ethel Waters versus. Iconic Broadway actress and singer Ethel Merman. <laughs> Ethel Waters for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. I figured. Although <laughs> Ethel Merman was was cool too. Uh, yeah, I and mean, she's funny. <laughs> but now again, we're all about the softballs here on San Diego Sessions. <laughs> Everything's not coming up roses for you. And oh, never mind. Sorry. Hey, I do love that show. I'm going to play that role someday. Uh, number six. This is again. This is this versus that. Fontella Bass versus. Lance Bass. <laughs> well, well, that's what? a tough one. Cause, you know, I, I have to admit, I was a big NSYNC fan when I was. That was my first concert ever. Wow. I, yeah, see, I figured that would be less of a softball. I'm like, I bet she liked NSYNC. I kind of did. I'm yeah. sorry. I was a JC fan. Um, but I'll go with Fontel Bass for yeah. sure. I, I, I also, I was one of those people that the first time I heard Rescue Me, I thought it was Aretha Franklin. Yeah, she does a little. What I first listen because you think it's got that vibe, it's got that sound. Her voice sounds a little bit similar, but then when I you wonder know if it's it not. was recorded at like somewhere like Muscle Shoals or something like that, you know, where they because I think hmm. wasn't that where Aretha did? I know she did an album there. I know she didn't. I, when I watched the documentary, she only did one. Oh. I think she did Respect there though, so I wonder if it was the same S- studio. Same that makes setup. Sense. Yeah, that would help too. Same band. Yeah, that would be worth a Google. I'd be curious about that actually. Mm-hmm. All right, number seven, and this is a free association. Think, take this however you want. Karaoke. Yes. You, you're pro karaoke. Yeah. Well, not for me, but I, I enjoy <laughs> for it. other people. For other people, it's fun to watch. I like it. I don't like it now that I sing for a living, <laughs> I, and my for actor friends want to go out to karaoke. Now I'm like. No, Ooh. I don't want to sing on my day. <laughs> yeah, I was at a I was at a bar, 
with uh, saxophonist Tim Nunnick, and we were just having drinks, and there was karaoke going on. It was like it was super annoying. The guy was really bad, and we were both and there were several people sitting at the bar, seemingly not listening. And we said to the bartender, "Why do you guys do karaoke every Tuesday? Like most people just want to relax. It's a work day." And she just looked at Tim. She gave him this stink eye look, and she walked out from the behind the bar, that and she insane. got up on the stage and started singing because oh she was up next for the karaoke. Have you ever been to a Korean karaoke place? Oh yeah, I've when been, you get the room, when you get the room, I've done it I once love or twice. It. Yeah, I did it in Japan once too. Same thing. Went into a room, karaoke. It's great. All right, that was the San Diego Seven featuring Edward Theodore Kornhauser and our guest. Whitney Shea. Um, so Whitney, besides this new disc that's about to drop, um, you're singing a ton around town. You mm-hmm. sing a bunch with Robin Henkel, mm-hmm. who was on, who was a past guest. And you've got your, of course, you sing a lot of jazz. And then mm-hmm. you also have a new band, Whitney Shea and The Hustle. Yeah. But when when is The Hustle playing next? And tell us a little bit about that group. Uh, Shea and The Hustle, our next gig is actually Tuesday, June 19th at Humphreys. And then we have a couple in July. And yeah, that band is fun. High energy, soul funk band. A lot of jazz musicians in the band. Um, so it's it's kind of fun. Kevin Freebie is the bass player now. And uh, Ian Petriclair's on guitar. And my friend Ross Rizzo is on sax. And Abe Majors is on drums. So it's a pretty smoking band. It's We have a good time. And you also uh, play a lot with our former podcast guest, uh, Robin Hinkle. Yes. Off with a very different kind of music. Yeah, we play blues and rhythm and blues um, kind of from the 20s to the 60s. And Robin's my good friend and we play a lot. And I also sing with the Jazzcast Orchestra, which I don't know if you've had Chaz Cabrera on your uh, podcast no, yet. No, not yet, no. So he runs the band now. And he's, he's a great arranger. In yes. addition to being a great saxophone player, he's mm-hmm. got a good knack for arranging. And pianist, too. You know, he yeah. plays piano, too. I, no, it's one of those, another one of those dudes. It's not fair. And he's like 25. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Not fair. I seriously, it, I shaking my fist angers me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just did the Jazz on Tap festival, which was really fun. Which Ed was on, and was were you on too? too? No, I didn't oh, do it okay. this year. Yeah. There were so many people. It was hard yeah, there to was like it. a million people, a million bands. Yeah, cool. We'll keep a lookout for that. Um, you could always check out uh, where you're performing on your website. Shay.com yes, backslash calendar. And uh, you and I have always got something coming yes, up. Yes, Ed and I play a lot together, so come see us. From yeah. the two of us to a four-piece with a quartet, sometimes a trio, which is a bass player with Miss Jody Hill on bass. And one more time for all our listeners out there, Whitney's new record, A Woman Rules the World, comes out on August 1st. And remind us again when your San Diego CD release is. September 16th. At the Belly Up at the Tavern. Belly up. The, great, yes. the great Belly Up. Great venue. One of the best mid-sized venues Actually has real sound, mm-hmm. That's a good vibe, yeah. and good it's, beer. It's good scene. A giant shark. Oh yeah, there's a giant shark the above shark. the bar. Yeah, yeah, That's right. yeah. It's I've I've been there for so many concerts, different bands touring, and when they, so many of them make reference it's like, yeah, I I played here before, but we totally forgot about the giant shark with the glowing red eyes because it just <laughs> stares at you if you're fr- on the stage. It just I know look, when you said it, you. I totally got the mental image in my head. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. The giant, you see it from the stage. It's weird. Yes. <laughs> Very intimidating. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to hear one more tune from the record. This is called Don't You Fool Me No More. And Whitney, thanks a ton for coming in. Thank yeah. you. Giving us the exclusive sneak peek exclusive. on the CD. Be exclusive. Well, thank you very much. And we'll see you out there. You're always Yay. gigging.
listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.